Hello, and welcome back to SAS Stories and Sarcasm. We're your hosts, Brian and Mary, and this is episode 147. We're halfway through June, and Seattle was the first city to reach 70% vaccinations last week. So very exciting. Go Seattle. Yeah. So how was your week, Brian? Well, my week's been pretty good. Uh, we went to Ikea first time being going to Ikea for me. This is like a big experience. <laughs> and I didn't realize how it was like such a maze and like how you had to like follow um, just like the directions in terms of like where to walk and whatnot. Because mm-hmm. they literally directed you to each segment. That's like the first like department store type building where you can't really walk where you want to walk. You just kind of have to go through the whole thing. You know, it's, you know, pretty good for COVID too. I mean, yeah, it was yeah. like that before COVID, but. Yeah, it definitely uh, separates everyone. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> or funnels them through certain areas. But uh, the reason I went to Ikea besides, uh, you know, it was just something to do over the weekend, but uh I ended up getting a lamp for my my dining table. That corner of the apartment is sorely lacking light. (laughs) So it's like a little, it's hard to describe this lamp. It's not like a traditional lamp. It's it's like a desk light, but it's like a a rectangular cube. It's like a rectangular cube. So it looks kind of fancy, but it's it's cheap. (laughs) Don't worry guys. I didn't didn't like break the bank getting this. but yeah, so I got I got a, a little lamp uh, light for my desk. Um, also played basketball on Saturday. Yep. I discovered this new. So I I, I bought a basketball. Uh, Found a new park. Week, but it's new to me. Okay. <laughs> I discovered this basketball park, which is about uh, three fourths of a mile away from our apartments, and uh, we decided on the weekend to uh, take a walk up and shoot some hoops for about an hour or so, and mm-hmm. you know man, I've got to get in better shape. By the time I was like walked uphill to this, this, uh, this not hoop, even I'm, uphill. I know well, it's a little bit North. We'll pretend it's uphill as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but by the time I walked there, I was like, Oh man, we're getting a little, a little tired, but, uh, and this is without a mask on or anything. So, I mean, if you had like a mask on and you were walking, oh, okay, yeah. fine. If you're a little bit out of breath, but... game over, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I discovered a basketball court and uh, I'm pretty excited about that. Hopefully, I'm probably going to go there multiple times. Well, maybe once a week. Uh, that's, that's, that's good. Yeah. So to get some fun exercise in rather than just walking around. Mm-hmm. Um, how about you, Mary? Are you doing well, I actually had a very busy week. I had uh, three nights in a row of plans, which, you know, that's big in, in this uh, post, almost post-COVID world. Yeah, we're, we're opening up slowly. Yeah, yeah but uh, so I got to see some of my old co-workers on Thursday, Ashley and Ross, and so we got to have dinner and that was really fun. And then mm-hmm. on Friday, we celebrated one of my uh, SPU co-workers' birthdays with just a few of my co-workers. Um, so that was also very fun. And I've seen them since, you know, March, 2020. Um, and then uh, on Saturday, we had our for the Conyard side of the family, my dad's side of the family. We had a family dinner for like the first time. Well, we had, we like had an outside Christmas, but you know, not quite the same, but uh, most of my cousins were there from that side of the family. And so uh, that was very fun. Brian came too. And yeah, it was fun to meet everyone. And well, you uh, met most of them before. It was fun to see everyone. I should mm-hmm. say, <laughs> even though you said to several people, great to meet you. And they're like, I met you before. <laughs> yes, yes. There's a lot of people. Great to meet so you okay. again. <laughs> <laughs> but 
but yeah. uh yeah that was that was super fun um and then we went to st hooligans um oh yeah it's a restaurant in freelard so basically between fremont and ballard and highly recommend that place went there yesterday with uh, chip nate and nick and got some good food so basically this is probably the most busy social weeks i've had in a very long time <laughs> I was like three nights in a row having social plans. That's not even how That's I used exhausting. to be in in the pre-COVID world. I didn't have three nights in a row of uh, plans on, you know, work nights and stuff. <laughs> yes, yes. But yeah, overall, very fun week and the weather's getting better. So yep, yeah. Life's looking up. Mm-hmm. So there's two Seattle Times articles that came out this week that I wanted to cover because I just found them both very fascinating. Um, The first one is that, you know, no one pandemics like Seattle. So this article came out on June 12th. And basically, they're just saying that, like I mentioned, Seattle became the first, the most vaccinated city, the first of the 30 largest US metros to reach 70% vaccination, which is pretty awesome because we were ground zero in the US, like we were the first cases. And so to be now the first to 70% is pretty great. It's been, you know, 16 months of uh, COVID and we've hit this, you know, major milestone and reopening up, I think on June 29th is when the mandate is, you know, going away. The mask mandate is going away. And so um, basically they said that we fought off the virus, one of the best of all this, you know, the whole country. And if everyone fought off the virus as well as Seattle did, we would have suffered 413,000 fewer deaths, which is pretty Yeah, that's bad. a lot. Yeah. Um, compared to other places, we never had COVID cases as much, even though I felt like we did. Um, America suffered three times as much COVID disease as Seattle did. Um, and their total rate, our total rate of 3,470 cases per 100,000 residents is lower than every state except for Hawaii. Wow, that's really good. So we basically, well, I guess Hawaii and Alaska are part of the mainland, but we probably, we're the best state in like the, the mainland mm-hmm. area. That's, that's really good. Well, um, a Seattle writer actually said that many people here practice social distancing as a way of life, even without a pandemic. You know, maybe that's because of the Seattle freeze, which we've talked about on the podcast before, uh, the rule following nature of Seattleites for the most part, um, our outdoorsiness, our tech culture, our wealth, or just biological or geographic luck that, you know, we're just don't like to be around each other's just anyways, <laughs> compared to other cities, I guess. Um, they also said that, um, you know, that Washington, the WAD notify, uh, coronavirus app that we had, Brian? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What about it? They said that um, by the end of April, 2021, 25% of the state's population had activated Washington one notify one of the highest adoption rates in the country. Oh, that's good. I remember them promoting it. And I was like wondering if they're going to get any meaningful data out of it, but Mm -hmm. you know, at least having a fourth of everyone respond to it. That's, that's actually pretty good engagement (laughs) considering how hard it is to get people to do things. Well, and the key part is that the app, you know, you have to, it relies on people actually participating and reporting. And so everyone who, and then whoever gets those alerts to do the right thing and quarantine. So 
people here did all of that to the point that 35,000 COVID alerts were sent out in four months, um, averting an estimated 6,240 COVID cases from ever happening. And they estimate this saved about 80 lives. Excellent. That's really good. Battle, mm -hmm. go Washington. <laughs> I know it's pretty, pretty cool that you know we all kind of came together. Um, I mean, I feel like I saw other states on the news, and I was like, "Ooh, they're not doing anything for. They haven't been doing anything for a while." But uh, you know, we're one of the last few states to still have a mask mandate, honestly. And yeah, it makes me so proud to be both a resident <laughs> of Washington and of <laughs> Seattle compared to you know like you know, other states that, you know, pretended COVID never existed the whole time that, uh, you know, we had such a good plan, like the, the state government had like a great plan to, you know, and, and the people within it, you know, took COVID seriously. And uh, we ended up doing the best in the entire country, mm -hmm. minus, uh, I guess, Hawaii. Yeah. So that's, that's just great. Yeah. So, you know, Seattle is a great place to live, but also next article, it's, Almost everything is there more expensive. There are some expensive. drawbacks. <laughs> yeah, everything is uh, more expensive in uh, Seattle than a lot of other places. So compared to 257 U.S. cities, uh, you know, when you think of more expensive, you just think of housing, which we've talked about before on the podcast. But the Seattle housing market is the most out of whack compared to other cities. It's about 115% more expensive than the average, which is like- wow. I'm just going to be renting forever, yeah. um, <laughs> but it's also more expensive in almost every category, groceries, utilities, transportation, healthcare, and other goods and services. They range from 9% to 40% higher than the average, which is like great. Just, you know, pay more rent and pay more for everything that we have to buy. Um, compared yeah. to Spokane, the second biggest city in uh, Washington for a men's haircut, you'll be paying $8 more if you live in Seattle. Um, if you want to go to the vet, you'll be paying about $16 more um, than Spokane. And if you pay if for gas, you pay about 70 cents uh, per gallon more here than in Spokane. So yeah, everything. And then additionally, housing costs are about half of what they are um, here than in they are, they are in Spokane. And the rents are Dang, also less than half. <laughs> but there's... Um, Lot, there's a few random items that are oddly cheaper than the average in Seattle, and those are mortgage rates, margarine, and half a gallon of whole milk. So margarine's butter, right? Yeah. Oh well, that's good. We got our cheaper butter. That's what I'm talking about. So go get your dairy, <laughs> get yourself some whole milk and some margarine, and you'll know you'll be getting a cheaper deal than you know the average in the country yeah, the national average <laughs> and mortgage rates so i guess that's good but there's also some really weirdly more expensive things um, we pay more than any other city for olive oil um, that's on average here 899 that's 81 percent higher than the national average also toothpaste we also strangely spend four dollars and 39 cents on average which is 88% higher than average. <laughs> yeah, that's that that according to this chart is the third highest difference with only apartment rent and mortgage payments being above that. And those are like big purchase items. Toothpaste was I guess in, inflated the most other than those two. So <laughs> and that's weird. Just an interesting weird fact, but Yeah, uh, so Brian, next time you go visit your mom in Texas, maybe Yeah, I'll bring buy a whole bunch of toothpaste. Yeah, there. Toothpaste <laughs> and some olive oil. I and mean, I guess you can't take olive oil on a plane. But Yeah, probably not. <laughs> 
Um, you Seattle get a haircut there as well. <laughs> yeah, honestly, um, Seattle is the sixth most expensive city in this report, which is it's tied with Boston, um, and the cost of living is about fifty-two percent higher than average. Um, they actually we moved into the sixth place spot in two thousand eighteen, so it's nothing too new. But yes, very expensive place. We knew it was an expensive place to live, but I didn't ever, you know, look at specific items. Um, do you want to look at talk about a few other items on that chart? Yeah. Okay. So what's also interesting to me is, you know, yoga classes. Uh, it's just one of their little, little items. Uh, you know, you see a 33% increase in Seattle where the average class is $20 versus, you know, the national average is only 15 even facial tissues, you know, you got to blow your nose, need a Kleenex, get 33% increase in Seattle. It's, you know, how about bananas? Bananas have a 23% increase. It's on average 70 cents a pound here versus 57 cents a pound. That is true. Although, although I'm pretty sure, you know, the bananas, you know, they're still under a dollar each. Can you, or a dollar per pound? Can Mm -hmm. you imagine like, if that was like so much more that that'd be ridiculous. Well, in the future, (laughs) I'm sure that bananas will cross the dollar mark. That is true. Uh, yeah, there's so many things. You know, you get it costs more to buy a beer. It costs about two dollars more in Seattle. Um, even a vet visit uh, it costs on an average about sixty-two dollars compared to the national average of fifty-three dollars. So it, it even goes a around. movie. There's- How about a movie? It costs fourteen dollars and seventy cents on average in Seattle versus the national average of ten dollars and ninety cents. We're getting ripped off. Yeah, I know. It's the same movie too. Ugh. In the same type of theaters <laughs> with the lean back seats and all that. But that's why maybe just only go to like matinee movies or go to, you know, the cheaper movie theaters or just most movies right now, at least are like coming out in theaters and on uh, streaming services at the same time. So, yeah, you know, speaking of speaking of which, uh, not, not movies, but one of the other items that we talked about previously I'm looking at right now, the men's haircut, you know, mm-hmm. the first time I came up to Seattle and I had a haircut, I was like, Oh my goodness. Is this really what haircuts cost like in Seattle? Because in Texas, it was like for something a little bit less than a buzz cut. It was like $15 mm-hmm. right? and men's haircut here. It looks like the national average is $20 and men's haircut here is $30. <laughs> almost 32. So, yeah, almost $32. So I was just like, oh my goodness, am I just getting gouged and I just don't know any better? Is this just like normal? <laughs> so yeah, it's all very interesting. And I just, I mean, I've only ever lived in Seattle or Spokane. So, and I didn't really pay attention exactly to how much toothpaste was costing me there versus here and stuff like that. But hmm, it's very yeah, odd. I guess it all adds up. Like I, I never really noticed like, you know, the difference in grocery price, but you know, if you're buying like a week's worth of groceries in one state versus another state or one city versus another city, you know, that's like hundreds of dollars in terms of difference. But then I'd also be interested to see what the national like average salary is versus Spokane versus here versus national, because that would, that would kind of maybe, it probably wouldn't even line up. That was the thing. Oh yeah. 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 Overall, we just spend a lot more money here, no matter what. (laughs) Yes. We do have a higher floor. We like the, the minimum wage in Seattle. Oh yeah, that's true. Is higher, which probably drives up the prices a little bit because they know they can take money away and uh, basically uh, charge a little bit higher because people can afford it. Um, 
but yeah, that, that is interesting how the whole dynamic of, you know, salaries that everyone has versus how everything, how much everything costs mm-hmm. uh, plays. Yeah. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Audible has an unmatched selection of audiobooks with titles from every genre. Audible titles play on nearly any device and allows you to listen to your favorite audiobooks anytime, anywhere. You can even switch between devices and it'll play from where you left off. Sass Stories and Sarcasm listeners can get a 30-day membership trial that includes one free audiobook of your choice. Just go to audibletrial.com slash podcast to start your trial and choose your book today. Did you know the American Heart Association recommends 150 active minutes each week to help with heart health? What if you could earn rewards just for being healthy? That's where Paceline comes in. Paceline is a free app that gives you rewards for exercising 150 minutes per week. Keep up a weekly streak and get even more rewards. Every week of your streak, the rewards vary. You can choose from gift cards from Amazon, Starbucks, Target, and more to discounts for products or services and even donations to charitable organizations. Join me on Paceline. To get started, download the free Paceline app, connect it to your activity tracker, and use our referral code SSSPOD to start earning rewards just for being healthy. So my the last article we have here is something interesting is going on in New York right now. Um, I believe voting starting right now, but on June 22nd, there's going to be a New York City primary and it's not going to go as past primaries. Right now, they're experimenting with something called ranked choice voting. And basically, you're not just going to, you know, walk to a poll and vote for one candidate at, and, you know, just walk away and then watch, you know, the results uh, you know, uh, come out on the TV or wherever you're paying attention to these results. You're going to be voting for multiple candidates. Now, this isn't the first time that this has happened, though. It's most notably happening in San Francisco, Oakland, Minneapolis, and St. Paul, and they've used it for over a decade. But now- But this is the first mayoral citywide usage of it. Like, they'd been using it on lower scale uh, events earlier. So this is another big test for it. And basically- the whole the whole point of this is is so people don't have to just vote for their a safe candidate uh, that they that they know will win and they can vote for someone who they actually like a little bit more. There are third party candidates in like every race and sometimes there's you know like two Democratic uh, candidates and maybe one Republican candidate and then the weaker Democratic candidate will take votes away from the the main Democratic candidate or vice versa, where there's two Republicans and then one Democrat. And then the, the Republican that gets less votes is actually hurting their party and their values by being in the race. And we are experimenting, or not we, but New York City is experimenting with you know, ranked choice voting as a way to get around this. So this is how ranked choice voting works. Basically, uh, say there are five candidates in the race you will actually bubble in one through five, your, the order of which you like these candidates. Mm-hmm. And basically, if, if your candidate at the, at the first round, if they get more than 50% of the vote, then they're obviously- That's it. That's it. They win straight up. Now, if no one has more than 50% of the vote, where 
you know, assuming most most of the time you won't have over 50% of the vote if there's five different candidates, unless that candidate is really loved. And that's a good thing if that candidate gets in. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, say they don't. Round two comes around and then the person with the least amount of votes basically gets eliminated. And then those- If, if, if you picked that fifth, the, you, the least person, the person with the least votes, then they your take votes. your second, your second mm-hmm. person that you ranked and you that's what they count towards- uh, next. Yes, and that it, keeps going on and on. And so they remove the next candidate who, until they get, someone gets 50%. Exactly. So I'll draw a, a comparison in the last general election. Say it was Joe Biden versus Donald Trump, right? And then there was another alternative Republican. There was, uh, say Mitt Romney was right. <laughs> and uh, no one obviously had 50% of the vote. Um, but and let's say uh, the Mitt Romney people would not have to worry about, you know, Donald Trump, uh, you know, taking votes away from the Republican Party by just voting for Donald Trump. Uh, what they could do then is they could say, okay, well, well, actually, actually, that, that would be a bad example. I'm sorry, <laughs> because Donald <laughs> Trump would probably win either way. But, the, but I, we'll, just, we'll just scratch that from your minds, people. <laughs> the main also, point I think is- you, I think you said that that was the most recent general election too. I was like, Mitt Romney. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to, I was trying to, I was trying to throw in an example, but uh, there's really no example. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, yeah, Donald Trump is not a good example because he pretty much would win in most cases within the Republican Party. Um, but, but the whole idea of this is, is basically your candidate, your values will come through in your um, your voting, and not just a specific candidate. So you that's know, the thing. It's kind of nice because that way, you know, you're never gonna completely agree with any candidate, and so you can be like, okay, I agree with you know the values of this candidate the most, but I also like this one, so I'll put them second, third, right, or whatever. Right. And and a side effect of this might be that you get more than a two party system. Because so so many people are afraid of only voting for Democrat or Republican because those are just the two main parties and it's winner take all. And now it's not necessarily winner take all. So there, you might see a little bit more diversity of policies where you see someone that's more socially liberal and physically conservative that actually has a chance that you don't have to just vote for the liberal on you know economics and you know, social values or the conservative on economics and social values, you get a, you, you might get a wider mix of, you know, political philosophies that are, uh, you know, in government. And I think that's a good thing. So uh, the mayoral race is going to be on June 22nd, and it's going to be interesting to see, uh, you know, how it, how it works out. I, I, I really like this idea and I hope that it succeeds and it's used more uh, countrywide. Yeah, so I was going to ask, do you, what do you think that more more and more cities will do this for their mayoral races? And then do you think that there's ever a chance that this could be used uh, in even in bigger, a statewide? Yeah, yeah statewide d- or even presidential elections. <laughs> I'm not sure how they how they organize presidential elections. I, I think it's just statewide, right? right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. So so maybe, you know, the, they'll definitely they're trying out the mayoral, then maybe they'll try like, you know, you know, senators for, you know, mm-hmm. Congress and stuff like that. And then maybe, uh, you know, during a presidential election, that state, instead of just having their, you know, one vote uh, elections, they could be implementing ranked choice. And then, you know, the winner would obviously get the electoral votes. Mm-hmm. So it would be interesting. And I, I it, you might see that in the next, uh, next election, we still have, what, a couple more years of Joe Biden's presidency to 
test this out. And then maybe the next time the presidential election comes along, maybe one state will adopt it, but we'll have to see. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's something to keep an eye out on. And it'd be interesting to see how that changes, if it changes the state's votes. Oh, for, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, like if, if you know, someone that would have won originally in the standard system doesn't win and but and maybe you know the citizens are happier about that because uh it's more of a less diverse or met less uh you know uh less uh let's just say uh you know less of a candidate that that upsets people and everyone can agree on this candidate now because he may not be everyone's first choice but he's a lot of people's second choice and that mm -hmm. might just be better overall yeah well i don't know if i see it happening in the next presidential election because i feel like we need to have a lot more trial you know, places yes. doing this yes. but you know maybe in the next 20 years or something there'd be more uh, of a chance maybe i i feel like it's coming a little bit quicker because this oh really this presidential elections remember mary are state each state determines it so washington could oh that's, know, true, that's adapt true. this yeah yeah so we'll, we'll see it but we'll just have to see which state adopts it first i'm just saying like if if like for all states to oh yeah for all states eventually... yeah that i don't know if that'll ever <laughs> maybe <laughs> though maybe though people are we're pretty slow at change but mm -hmm, some states will definitely adopt that <laughs> yeah well yeah we had lots of articles about seattle this week but also wanted to throw in one about randomly about new york but i think that's very <laughs> interesting um hope you guys enjoyed this episode have a good rest of your week and enjoy the weather if it's nice where you live yep bye, bye guys